Welcome to Pardon Confusion. I'm your host, Paul Arnold. Tonight, I have a trio of experts, a trio of guys who love summer, love sports, and love their wives. Hey, that's a pretty good combination there. We'll start off this roundabout guest host tonight, uh, co-host with Ernest Watson in Rockingham, North Carolina. Ernest, what is the best thing you've done for your wife this last week? Stay out of her way. Oh. Not work, yard work, yard work. And, and for the audience, will they get to the side at the end of this podcast, whether it's the Three Musketeers or Three Stooges? Three Stooges is more likely, but I hear what you're saying. I resemble that I, remark. I'm definitely curly. You are more uh, Mo, I guess, maybe. I'm Mo. I'm Mo. Okay. That's our first old reference of the night. All right. Then we're going to go to Nate Moyer up in Trumbull, Connecticut, otherwise known as Trumbull Dad's uh, host podcast that we also put out as well. Nate, what is the funnest thing you've done in the last week? Funnest thing I've done in the last week is be excited about the Suns making the finals. Guess who's um, eager to talk about the Suns, folks? <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I, I, honestly, I think if we to get away from the Suns, obviously we're going to talk a lot about that. Um, probably the funnest thing is we have an adult kickball league that started up last week, so that's been fun. We obviously didn't do it during the pandemic, so the uh, the adult kicking sl- kickball slash drinking league. Over 30 um, is back. That's kind of fun. So is Ben Stiller going to do a movie based on you guys? Maybe. We'll see. I mean, he did dodgeball. I mean, next step is adult kickball. And he could play you, man. No, Mr. we're not. Trumbull, we're, Connecticut. we're a nice team. We're a nice team. We're not We're not the uh, whatever their team was, that purple team. Globo, we're not Globo Jim. I was going to say, he was the bad guy. You want Vince Vaughn to play Nate. He Ooh. was the good guy in that movie. All right, we, we have a perfect setup. We could challenge some other, you know, not low life but high life podcasters <laughs> like us across the state, and have a we we got us a whole kickball team here, you know. And and that voice go. belongs to Travis Greer, who's in North Carolina, near Greenville, near Wilmington. What's the actual city you live in, Travis? Uh, it's a little place. It's, it's a township called Supply, North Carolina, and it's called Supply because they brought supplies up the river of. Lockwood Folly. So, yeah, that's I'm kind of in between Wilmington, Myrtle Beach. I got the best of both worlds, and I got the the sand and the sun about ten minutes away, and that's what we did today, Paul. So the best thing you did was go to the beach. Did anybody get burned? Uh, not not yet, except my son. You know, he he got burnt uh, playing some baseball this afternoon out in the yard. So uh, that's a burn on him, as he calls it, roasted, as he says. But no, we. We kept the sunscreen on and just had us a good time and rode some waves on the boogie board. The boogie mm-hmm. board. Whoa. Watch out, Travis. Well, we're going to talk a lot about sports tonight. And although we're, I want to talk about NHL, and we know the Montreal Canadiens are going to get burnt in the final game. Before we get to that, we'll go to the Suns versus the Bucks, the matchup that only Nate really wanted. The executives in New York City probably didn't want this matchup but i'm gonna start with nate because nate's even the guy who flies his home team flag even though he lives in a different state he's been flying the sun's flag there in his on his flagpole how tall is your flagpole it's not like a 10 footer is it it's like 20 foot it's a good it it towers above the house so we have a two-story house and a Yep, had that up since the beginning of the playoffs. I'm sure a lot of people have driven by and said, what on earth is that? It's an orange flag with the uh, the Phoenix, the PHX abbreviation with the uh, the Phoenix Rising. It's pretty cool. Yes, Nate's that uh, neighbor, folks. He's that neighbor on the street. You go, hmm. All right, Nate, you've got your wish come true. The Chris Paul experiment turned out to be good. Here you go into the finals. What do you think? You, you got a good chance? You can make a prediction? First off, let me just say how excited it is. As a Phoenix Suns fan, I grew, I'm an Arizona native, so I grew up in Arizona. This was the only team when I was born in the 80s. Um, the Dimebacks were not around yet. The Cardinals were not around yet. The Coyotes were not around. This is this is our team. So, you know, people that are from Arizona, this is, this is the team we want to win a championship before anybody else. The Dimebacks was great, 2001. That was our first championship. That's it. We've only had one. Um, of the four major sports, so this is this is exciting for all the diehards out there, and uh, I know there's a lot of bandwagon people. Whatever, join us. It's fine. Uh, we're just so excited about this team. But you know, it was it was a heartbreak in 1993 when Charles Barkley, Dan Marley, Kevin Johnson, that team lost to the Bulls. I mean, the Bulls were so good. 
um, you know, that was, that was, that was a tough pill to swallow. And we just, we've just never been able to get back. Even when we had the Steve Nash, the seven seconds or less teams, um, we just have not been able to get back. So this is, this is really exciting for us. So, um, you know, the Bucks are a good team and you know, the Suns have just, they've, they've played like a team. Um, I've seen some memes out there about, um, and some players giving Chris Paul credit. He didn't join a super team. He came to a young team and help that give help them get better, help them get over the hump, um, which is, you know, I, I wasn't really thrilled about the trade when we got Chris Paul. I thought he was too old. Didn't think it was going to work, to be honest. And I'm so happy to be wrong. I loved his leadership abilities with this team. I love that the team has listened to him instead of just, oh, whatever, you're an old guy. Like they've, they've really taken him in and um, it's, it's really worked out well. Monty Williams is a wonderful coach. Um, I think he should have been coach of the year, but I can understand uh, why it went to the other guy, the Knicks coach, but, um, this is, this is just exciting. I mean, I, I was joking with a lot of people. I've told you guys the story about how we were building our will for the the family will for the kids. And one of the things I actually put in there was that if I was in a coma and the sons were about to win the championship, they had to keep me on life support so I could hear it. Um, and so if the sons can win, they can win this finals this year or anytime before, you know, I'm, I'm somehow in a coma. Um, I'll, I'll get to take that out of my will. So I'm really excited. I hope, I hope they just play well. I hope they play, you know, they, they play the way they've been playing. Um, and, you know, hopefully we can, we can win. I think the Bucks are a good team. I, I think they're kind of slept on a little bit too. And they're like, ah, it's the Bucks, whatever. Like they're, they're a good team. So it's, I hope it's a good finals, but I hope the Suns can, can finally, finally get over the hump. I can in tell you. Six games. How many games? Come on. I, I don't care how many games. I hope it's in five <laughs> or six, but I'll take if it's in game seven. As long as they win, I don't care how many games we do it in. So, uh, Spoken like a fan who's desperate for a victory. Ernest Watts introduced me to my first NBA basketball game down in Charlotte in person. Amazing game. He's gone to so many NBA games since the 1950s. I mean, uh, a 60, I mean 70s or something like that. <laughs> 60s, uh, actually. You're right on the 60s. It was back in, in Baltimore, Maryland, when they played in a court yeah. that was a theater, right? Right. The, there was a stage at the end of this, the old Baltimore Bullets. And fascinating about this matchup, prior to this series, their most famous competition was in 1969 for the coin flip for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, then known as Lou Alcindor. And uh, they flipped the coin back then. It was the two divisions, last place team. And Phoenix brought in their lucky coin. Jerry Colangelo was the GM and uh, majority owner that time. And they flipped the coin, lost it to Milwaukee, and they wound up drafting Neil Walk. And if you can't remember the name Neil Walk, that probably realizes how important that coin flip was. He was what considered the hairiest man ever to be drafted. Oh, yeah. You ever find his photo? Yeah, I mean, uh, he he was one hairy dude and incredibly slow, played at University of Florida. He was seven foot, and that was his talent, that he was seven foot. That was all he had, <laughs> the fact that he was tall. It's going to be a fascinating series. Wait, did you say but, who the Bucks picked with their with their? Yeah, some though? guy from UCLA, Lou Alcindor, I think was his name. You mean Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Yeah, yeah, changed his name <laughs> later on when he converted to the Nation of Islam, but... Uh, that was that's the two association of this, these two franchises. That was it right there, more than anything else. But now they're facing it, and the big question is going to be Giannis's uh, ability to play. He is practicing, and that's going to be the determining factor, I think, more than anything else. Uh, Nate's told you about Chris Paul and, and Devin Booker and uh, Aiton and, and and all the, the great talents they have on that. I mean, it's a deep team. And uh, I think for the Bucks to have a chance, they've got to have somebody off the bench like Jeff Teague, Bryn Forbes, or Bobby Portis, who've got to really – it's going to be great to see the matchup because I'm pretty sure they're going to put Tucker as – even though he's a power forward, you're going to see him guard either Booker or Paul. And, Easy uh, Tucker used to be a son too. Yeah, a couple years yeah. ago, actually went off and played overseas in Europe for five years. He was a teammate of Durant at University of Texas. Uh, the Bucks all year have been a team that just has to get motivated. I mean, you know, that's that's been a problem. But again, if, if Giannis can't play or if he's significantly compromised. Uh, Nate will be in seventh heaven, so to speak. Nate, tell me the percentages are, because I know when 
me and Travis, when the Panthers won the Super Bowl, it was like 50-50, 50% excitement, 50% dread. <laughs> You've invested this much in the playoffs. You wait till you get to that game and you get to it and like, boom. If they don't win, you go like, I've invested months of this and this is, are you just happy to be there? I, it's kind of a little bit of both. You're right. I mean, in 1993, yeah. that's what it was. And it's like, ah, whatever, we're, we're, we're good. We'll be back. We got Chuck, we got Barkley, you know, and it never happened. Um, so this year it's, it's kind of like, I was nervous every game. It's to the point where I'm on the East coast. So all these games are so late. I'm going to bed at like midnight, 1230 after some of these games. And it's like, I can't get to sleep because I'm so either like upset they lost or excited that they won. And I've got all these, you know, all the testosterone flying, whatever, just, you know, uh, the adrenaline's going. So it's, I mean, I'm very excited to be in the finals, but at the same time, like, I really want to win the finals. I think it's so hard to get back. You can always have injuries. You just, you know, you might have a best team, but how many times do teams repeat? It's very difficult to repeat. I mean, it's it's a special season right now with the Suns, and, you know, um, teams change, too. The one role player might be gone next year. You know, campaign might get a great contract somewhere else to play. He's been a great backup point guard for us. And then Chris Ball gets hurt. At the beginning of the season, and there you go. I mean, it's it's, and, it's and so Paul's hard. And a free agent too. Yeah, at the end of the year. I think he's he. There's a rumor that he's going to get a three-year, hundred million dollar contract. Ooh. Ooh. I'm not For sure. Thirty-five-year-old. Right. Let's get guard? Travis in here. Travis, what would you do with a three-year, one hundred million dollar contract? Uh, I know, telling. I'd, I'd, I'd sponsor I'd, this I'd, podcast. I'd sponsor <laughs> the podcast most importantly, and, and thank you know all the great guys here at Pardon the Confusion. Um, what I would, my thoughts on the Phoenix Suns, Milwaukee Bucks series coming up is number one. I was looking at the schedules. You got to have endurance. You know, we're going to be playing basketball potentially all the way up to last week in July. Um, I'm feeling that uh, my prediction is uh, the Suns will take it away in, in Game Five and win at home. I'd love to have uh, Nate see his team win at home and win in five and get it done and. Rather than take it to a game seven, it's just, I was thinking back to it, y'all. It's been a long NBA playoff season. It's just so long when you started. But um, a song that came to my mind as you guys started talking, and I thought of Nate, this is, song is perfect for you. It's an old Beatles song, and my, my daughter, May, she, she danced to it at a recital in the years past. But here comes the sun. And uh, I'm, Nate, I know <laughs> you're excited to see uh, it's been a long, cold, lonely season of basketball it's been years since you've been here there's a, a as a, a verse from the song as well you got smiling returning faces there's another verse and uh here comes the suns and i think the suns are going to win it um they've got some great uh shooting going on uh, and i it kind of it's a reference back i think uh the podcast i listened to is espn but it was uh ben cohen and they had him on there kind of discussing the theory of the hot hand mysterious and uh, the science of like streaks and the perception of hot hands. And I, and I think uh, Phoenix has the hot hand. And whenever I see Chris Paul uh, get it going, uh, he, he's a, he's a wonder to watch. And I, I told you guys, and I told our listeners that I watched Chris Paul whenever he played back in 2004 at my high school, he played for uh, West Forsyth and our team actually beat him. I was a freshman that year. So this was my first induction to high school basketball. And it was a hype game. And we know that we knew that Chris Paul was a nominee for, you know, great college scholarships and it's going to be a pro one day. And our team actually beat him. And we, we chanted him out of the, the, the uh, Coliseum there, or excuse me, the uh, basketball court that uh, we chanted to him overrated. So everybody was saying wow, Travis so, doing trash yeah. talk to a future yeah. NBA player. Yes. Yes, we were, and uh, I would say we're eating those words now, and it's glad to see him in a final. Uh, he's just been a very valuable and uh, reputable player of these last what, about 16 years, so pulling for the Suns. Travis, you didn't say you. who's my dad, who's your daddy or anything, did you? Who's your daddy? Whoa, uh, well, that was quick. Okay. Um, Maybe think of uh, what's the guy off of uh, – I can't think of. Never mind. Move on. All right. The the, uh, the, the second round questions around the horn here, around the Paul, I want to get your, what's, what's your take on the finals. What do you think? Uh, I think Suns are going to make it in six because the wild card is Chris Middleton. He came up big against the Hawks when they needed him to and played lights out, scored like 23 points in the third quarter 
And he's almost as amazed when you see him being interviewed that he's playing this good. I just don't think he has the intestinal fortitude, the moxie, the confidence to carry this on. And I don't believe Giannis is going to come back full. The bigger question to me is, is Chris Paul going to stay healthy? I think they got to have him all the way through the playoffs. And, you know, he's a little dinged up here and there. He can still score. I mean, he scored 40 points, right? So I'm going to throw it to Ernest, then Nate on this one. Ernest, is it Middleton the key to this whole finals? Well, he's so inconsistent. I mean, he can shoot you in a game. He can shoot you out a game. I, I still think it's the, the, the three kids off the bench that I told you about. And, and Forbes, in the first round, Forbes would score like 30 points hitting three-pointers. Bobby Portis, they're going to need his height. He can score. Uh, you know, their coach does some dumb things. I mean, he'll be the dumbest coach to win a championship. The Bucks coach. Yes, yes. I mean, also from Arizona, I believe. Yeah, and he just does some really questionable things. And, again, I don't know which Bucks team it's going to be. And, and, you know, if Giannis can come back, uh, that's a formidable team. You know, healthy Giannis, I think pretty much Vegas would put the money on the Bucks. But him being injured, and there's so many inconsistent guys, it may go seven, he can go four. This is – I think this is – and, I'm like I said, my first game I attended was in 66, and I've been following – since 60 this is the most wide open finals uh i mean i have no feel for it than any other one i've attended or watched over these years and this is the 74th year of the nba next year is the next year which actually will be in two months uh will be the (laughs) 75th season they're coming out with old uniforms and all this and by the way the olympic team plays a week from saturday their first game yeah it's crazy crazy schedule that's a whole another discussion I nate because booker's booker's scheduled to be on that yeah. team but they said yeah change it the finals so there might be you know whoever the call up is the next one well they can they can put someone on the roster they don't have to play those are just exhibition games this is against nigeria oh these are exhibition okay yeah so, these are the exhibition the actual olympics themselves does not start to the 20th okay so, so, so it's an exhibition game. I mean, and again, the first round games, he doesn't have to play. He just has to be on the roster. Yeah. And and they're in a fairly weak bracket. And a lot of teams like Canada and Germany have been eliminated already. So this is going to be a weak. No, Germany's you, uh, in. Germany, can yeah, Canada. Oh yeah, you, Canadian talent. There's a lot of players in the NBA. Uh, 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 Cam Reddish, who you just saw play with the Hawks. Uh, Andrew Wiggins plays for Canada. Remember Andrew yeah. Wiggins, yeah. Uh, yeah, who else? Yo, you, uh, is it is it the is the Serbian team? Serbian teams out. And yeah, I think the Lithuanian team. Slovenia is in with uh, Luke. Uh, with Luke. Uh, yeah, that's kind yeah, of yeah, Luca. Yeah. All right, I loved what he said. Oh, sorry, let me just yeah go back to the Suns. The Suns. Um, yeah, what do you think? Is, before you move on. Yeah, besides Booker, who's going to save this for you? Besides Booker and Paul, is there a third guy you think is going to s- step up? I big? think. I mean, that's the thing is we've got like Cam Johnson, who's kind of there. Bridges, those, those guys are just they come out of nowhere. It's great. Like they just come on the court. Bridges just makes these plays. He plays good defense. He'll make the outside shots. He'll make the three pointers. Cam Johnson will come in and have good shots on. De- you know, he'll hit the three pointers. Bridges is amazing on defense when he gets the chance. So. Um, Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. Honestly, yeah. Jay, Jay Crowder, obviously, if he can stay out of foul trouble, he's starting to do that lately. He's just getting a lot of foul trouble. I think he's like one technical foul away from having to be suspended for a game, too, which he's got to keep an eye on, too. But, um, you know, that, that was a tough series with the Clippers. But, I mean, if the Suns can play like they played against Denver, it's going to be awesome. If they play against the Clippers, it's going to make me nervous because the Clippers kind of um, – they were, they were able to stop us. And I don't know how good the Bucks defense is. Um, Ernest, do you know what they're ranked as far as defense? They're about, they were one of the better defensive teams, but that's because Giannis was in the middle. And if he's compromised, that, that takes out now, uh, their guards are very good defensively, but, uh, again, Middleton is average, you know, he's, he's average defensively, but a lot of that was funneling toward, you had two seven footers at, at the front of the rim. And they would funnel guys to that defensively and protect the middle. Outside, they're a little suspect. But defensively, inside, yeah, 
those two twin yeah. towers. Lopez, the Suns, I think, are the Lopez and, yeah. yeah, Lopez and Giannis pretty much were in the top ten, I think, in shot uh, block shots. Okay, so the Suns will have to shoot more outside then. Yeah, Holiday right. is is a good one on one defender, but the rest of the guys are average at best. You you but, see what Holiday was able to do uh, against Atlanta. Now again, their best player was injured, but he did. He had to get a lot of shots to generate a lot of offense in that respect. So I think that's another thing is too is is the defense because the Suns have a good defense. I think we played the Lakers. Lakers, I think, were the number one defense. I, Ernest, you probably know that, but um, you know we were able to win that battle. So I think you know it's there's a lot of role players. Campaign is really good. Um, Cameron Payne, he's the backup. He played the first two games when um, Chris Paul was out with COVID protocols, and they. They won the first two games. Now, if, if now I think that's going to be a problem. If if Chris Paul happens to get hurt and campaigns not hurt, you know, gets injured, then the Suns are in trouble. Um, obviously, they're in trouble if they lose Booker as well. But you know, they they've got a good team mentality. Um, even what is it, Daro Sarkic? I can't remember his name. His name. He's like the Sarkic. backup to yeah, Sarkic. He's the backup the center. He he was not anything special, but he would make plays. Like he would hit three pointers. Yeah, and you're kind of like, why is the center hit three pointer? Um, but you know, he, he would have good games and bad, um, Frank so Kraminsky. Kraminsky didn't play in the Clippers out of game at all. Um, that's pretty yeah. funny. There's, there's a funny meme of him holding the trophy and it's like when you sit on a class project and you get an A, but you didn't do anything. That's, that's, that's Frank, but whatever he, he might get his, he might get his number called. I mean, he played in the um, other series, but he didn't play in the Clippers. So you never know. But I think honestly, if you, if you're asking me what I want, I want to see a healthy Giannis in there. Because when the Suns win, I don't want any excuses. I'm tired of people saying like, "Oh, well, you only beat them because ball." You know, everybody had injuries, and the Clippers tanked so they wouldn't have to face the Lakers in the first round. And the Suns said, "Whatever, we'll take whoever's in front of us." And they got the Lakers the first round, and then Davis got hurt. But that's not our fault. We didn't do it to him. He did it to himself. He pulled his groin. It's not like we're sitting over there on the sidelines pulling his groin. So, um, <laughs> oh, that's a bad image. Okay, okay, I'm taking control of this podcast. It's going well, off on the rails. All right, one, one more before we go off. One more. These two teams <laughs> faced each other during the regular season. Uh, Suns won both games by one point. One of those games, Holiday was not in the game. All right, Travis, I'm going to ask you a question because it's out there. I think for a lot of people. Are you disappointed that LeBron or some of the other superstars didn't make it into the NBA Finals this year, or do you, could you care less? I, heck no, I, I could care less. I mean, I, I I don't care about LeBron James and all the other poster child of the NBA. I, I really don't care. I'm glad to see this Finals. You have a little bit of mix-up. It's sort of like what we've all been wishing for um, outside of other sports not seeing the Alabama and Ohio State play, just the just the ones who've been in it year after year. Uh, one thing I did think about though, Paul, is it's just you know these past few years um, we've got you know it seems like the key to success is having a State Farm yes. uh, contract. You right. know you got Patrick Mahomes, he's been in the you know Super Bowl the past couple of years. Aaron Rodgers, he's he can't really ever pull it out, but hopefully it's not the curse of State Farm, and hopefully Chris Paul can. Uh, pulled this championship out but uh i'm not i'm not disappointed to see la or anybody else like that in the championship so i think we got a good matchup and uh definitely who needs to be in there and you know this is the first year post bubble and you know uh the cream has come to the top and you know we, fans have been in there and you know it's it's gonna be great i'm looking forward to it and isn't it I nice that we're not talking about COVID this whole time so far, yeah, that yeah. we're back to normal. All right, Nate, go ahead. One last yeah. thing about the Suns. I, I was going to say, I like that it's it's two or team, two new teams. Um, even if yes. it wasn't the Suns, I'd be a little bit excited about the fact that, I, I you know, it, it's kind of like when you used to watch the Yankees in the 90s, and if you didn't like the Yankees, as soon as the Yankees were eliminated from the playoffs, you got excited about the Major League Baseball playoffs. Like, or, um, you know, because you're like, oh, it's always going to be the Yankees and somebody else, right? I think that's the thing, like Travis was saying about it's not Ohio State, it's not Alabama. That's the thing, it's not LeBron's team. How many years in a row have we seen LeBron in his team? Like, people are kind of getting sick of it, unless you're a huge LeBron fan. Like, people are kind of sick of it. It's like, all right, like, oh, LeBron's in the finals, okay. Like, it's it's more, you, you want to see other market teams get in there. I mean, if the Hawks made it, you get to see Trey Young on a, on the big screen, uh, on the big stage. You know, John Collins, there's some great players on Atlanta, 
and I don't think any one of them made the the uh, All Star game this year. So I mean that that gives them yeah, some. Young did. Did young Trey did. Young take it? Okay, so yeah. but I mean I like that it's not the same team every year. That's what the NBA should be wanting. It's it's not a New York team. I would have liked to see New York because they've been so bad too. Um, but like it's nice to not have the LA teams in there, right? Because I mean I. It's like the Dodgers. The Dodgers are in Major League Baseball every year right now. They're in the you know they're in the World Series. What? How many years in a row? Three. So it's it's nice to see other teams get in there. Um, you know, I mean, how many times when LeBron made it to the finals with the Heat the first year that everybody in the world basically was outside of Miami was rooting for the Dallas Mavericks to win. Even they even made a joke at the SV about how everybody in the, everybody in the United States was a big fan of Dallas Mavericks and cheered for them when they beat Miami because everybody was so annoyed with the super team. Um, you you kind of have that now. You got two teams that the Bucks I think won it in the seventies and the Suns have never won it. So you know this is this is kind of cool. So I don't know what the ratings are going to be like to be honest, but I know I'm going to watch every game. But that's because I'm a Suns fan. If maybe if I wasn't, maybe I'm not that excited by it. But I don't know. Booker Booker deserves to be on the stage. He's he's a you know tremendous talent, and now he gets to show his stuff. The stage hasn't been been too big of him. He's never been in the playoffs before this season, and he's you know answered the call every time. So, right. Well, what's I your beverage? Rating, beverage uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Nate, Nate, what's your beverage of choice to keep you going uh, at twelve o'clock at night? Water. Water. <laughs> I can't drink water. Else. I gotta, I'm too nervous. It's gonna the it's yeah. Okay, I can't. I want. I, I got to drink water because I know I got to go to bed as soon as it's over, which has been really tough. So, um, good deal. And they're all they're all nine o'clock games. I think there's eight nine o'clock. It's they're all going to be late games here on the East Coast. So, whatever. I'll just take the, the next day will be lo- long. That's fine. So, Ernest, you had a quick comment. Fusion fans. Yeah, yeah two points. It. The the ratings are going to be down, but it's not going to be because it's the matchup. It's because they're being played in July. The finals are in July. And for all those LeBron fans, they have a consolation prize. They can watch Space Jam 2 in two weeks. <laughs> Is that penalty or a consolation prize? That's, well, a consolation prize is that big a fan. But like I said, the ratings are going to be down. But right. it would have been down if it was L.A. and New York. Yeah. It's just instead of playing this in, in early, late May, early June, it's the dead period of July. When everybody's on vacation. Yeah, a lot of people are on vacation. Travis and Nate have brought up an interesting point that we like to see the underdog or team that hasn't won it before win it. So if you want one team, one city that you want to see win a championship in any sport, not one, like I can't say Detroit Lions or Detroit, you know, because I'm in Detroit, but somebody, not your home team, but another team out there. So I'm going to start this shenanigans by saying it would be great to see the Carolina Panthers win a Super Bowl. I know I get a lot of my fans. We have to reciprocate this. So we have to say Lions. No, you don't have to. No, no, you don't have to say Lions. But all right, Travis, if you had another sport or team, what, who would you like to see win it? Like for a long time, the Cubs weren't winning anything, and they finally won it, and a lot of people were happy. So, Travis, who would you like to see win a championship? Hmm. I don't know. Just, just right off the top of my head, I'd, thank you for that. That special Carolina Panthers. I'd love to see them win, but I won't go with my home team either. But I just first inclination was. Buffalo Bills, you know, That's what I was uh, I back in the yeah. 90s, how great they were, and you know, back with what Jim Kelly, and they they got there so many times, and they they lost the Super Bowl so many times. It's just my, being a fan and just being just seeing that, my heart would be broken just to get there every single time. As Ernest said earlier, you just have that nervousness and ex, you know excitement. Is is this going to happen this year? Or what, whatever. So Buffalo Bills, that would be my choice. Ernest. The only team never to have been in a World Series, yet win a World Series, I would like to find people in the city of Seattle. Mm-hmm. I would like to see the Mariners win a World Series. Yes. That would be good. I mean, that's, uh, that's like a team that's not – and now, today, I might be really rooting for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets after the tragedy hit them. But uh, overall, I'd say Seattle. The Mariners. Right, Nate? That's too funny because those were the two cities I was going to say was the Buffalo Bills because they only have them in the Sabres, um, and the Buffalo Bills are passionate. I, Travis, I was actually a Bills fan until the Cardinals showed up um, because the Bills were always on TV and the Cardinals weren't even when they showed up. So a big like Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, uh, Bruce Smith, uh, big. I really love the Bills, um, and I think the same thing like those, that heartbreak of four in a row 
was tough. But I mean, that's that's what that that's a passionate fan base, and they they deserve it. The other one was Seattle because they lost the Sonics, and I think that was unfair to them. And yeah, totally. um, they got they luckily have an expansion team of the Kraken. So I would either say the Kraken <laughs> or like Ernest said was was the Mariners. I know the Seattle Seahawks won the Super Bowl a few years ago, but um, I'd still I guess I'd still say I guess I'd say Seattle or Buffalo or. Are my two, but the Seattle one, I, I don't care what team, but if it was Buffalo, I'd say the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. And they, the baseball team lost a franchise also because the Seattle Pilots were there in 69, moved to Milwaukee and became the Brewers. I wasn't, I wasn't around for that, Ernest. Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't it's history. <laughs> Open up a history book. But one thing I was, when, when LeBron James won for Cleveland, I don't know how many years ago for the Cavs, I was really happy for Cleveland because I knew they were, they had been desperate for a championship for so long. They just, and everybody always makes fun of Cleveland. I was I was actually really happy that LeBron got. I wish I honestly wish LeBron would have stayed to just try to win as many championships as he could in Cleveland. But um, I I was really glad for Cleveland because I know they've had a rough rough time and they didn't play the Suns, so it didn't bother me. All right, speaking of futility, um, NHL hockey teams and from Canada have been really not doing well for quite a long time now. And finally, the Montreal Canadiens got into the finals against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And all hopes were that this would be the year. This would be the year. Ernest, what's happened? What's happened? 29, 29 years. Uh, Montreal got into the playoffs. Now, remember, in the first round, they were down 3-1 to the Maple Leafs, who choked like the dirty dogs they are. And they have fought back, and Price is one of the two best goalies in the NHL. But statistically, this is the worst team ever to make the finals. And Price is probably the one of the two best goalies. Well, the best is Andre Vasilov, And that's, unfortunately, the goalie for Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay, um, y'all heard me tell in the past, they maneuvered the salary cap during the year. Their their best player, Nikita Khrushchev, was injured. <laughs> yeah, he then he put off his contract until the playoffs when there is no salary cap, and that allowed them to get the best trade pickup during the trade period, which was David Savard from the Columbus Blue Jackets. But uh, one player that that if you get a chance is is Braden Point. Point is not a superstar by any man- manner. He's an average player, but when it comes to the playoffs, his percentage of points scored rivals all-timers. Gretzky and Lemieux. It's just amazing how this guy performs in the playoffs. But uh, by the time this podcast ends, the series will be over, and I'll have to wait for all of three months for hockey to start again. But it's, it's, it's again, you talk about Nate talked early in basketball how hard it is for teams to repeat. And that's true in all sports, but Tampa has a group and uh, John Cooper, who's their coach, not the former Ohio state football coach, but he's done a great, this is, this is his fourth, uh, Stanley cup finals. And they're about to win their third, uh, Stanley cup as a franchise, an expansion franchise, which was found by Phil Esposito. When this team first started in 1994, they played in a barn, which was the fairgrounds for um, Tampa Bay County, and it only held 9,000. It had a stage at the end of it and smelled like cow dung all the time. And Esposito had this dream of hockey and Florida, and he has led – now he's just the radio uh, analyst. He doesn't know him the franchise anymore. But uh, his dream has led to the closest thing that we've had to a dynasty in the NHL uh, for some time since since the Penguins was Sid the Kid. Right. Yeah. And so even the Tampa Bay mayor came out and said, hey, lose the Canadians so we can win this at home. Travis, did you hear about that story? Yeah, I think I saw a headline where it said, you know, if they're playing in Montreal tonight, correct, and if they they win, you know, they can't travel up or whatever. Maybe they will tank so they can win at home, you know, but, uh, you know, maybe that if they they did that, maybe that would bring bad mojo upon Tampa Bay, you know. What what would you do as a coach in that situation? I'm just talking that out to myself. So I'd love to, you know, you want to win on your home ice, on your home turf. You win. But, uh, you, you don't. You yeah. don't. Yeah. yeah you yeah. don't. Uh, skip fate. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, you just don't want to tank it and you know bring that bad mojo upon yourself. It's it's been a snoozer of a series. I've not, I've kind of not been watching it that much. But I guess if you're a, a sports fan who likes a lot of scoring and things like that, there's that's that's the bad time to watch, mojo. You know, what is? Been, yeah. What's the worst mojo? Or are you superstitious, Travis? I mean, a lot of hockey players are, but are you superstitious? No. Um, no, I, I I wash my clothes and my socks and my underwear back when I played. I, no really big superstitions for me, you know, even watching as a sports fan. So, no, I don't, you know, rub my belly, pat my head, and anything like that. <laughs> well, when I lived in like, North Carolina. It's like Michael Scott. <laughs> it's like Michael Scott, right? <laughs> From I mean, the office. I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. <laughs> <laughs> when I lived in North Carolina, this one lady got after me because I came to visit her, and I came in the front door, and I – I was going to go out the back door, and she says, no, no, you got to go out the way you came in. She would not let me go out the side door. So you never know what superstition's going to happen. Nate, hockey players are pretty stu- superstitious. You got to see a hockey game this year, right, in New York? I didn't No, that was two years ago. Oh, I wish Before it was this year. pre-pandemic, I got to see the Rangers. That was oh. pretty cool. Gee, gee, you got to go out the back door if the husband comes home. No, it wasn't Ooh. that kind of situation, <laughs> Ernest. Wow, oh, Ernest. No. <laughs> oh, okay. I was just saying. I mean, wrong podcast, Ernest. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Sorry, past past memories. Yeah, I was going to say about the uh, the Stanley Cup. One thing was funny. There was a meme. I don't know if you guys have seen the whole. What is it? Mighty Python and the Holy Grail. Um, you smell of the berries. When the when the troops get up to the castle, and there's that really goofy guy on top of the castle. Um, but there's the meme, and it's basically like. It's the NHL's like, what are you doing in the Stanley Cup final? And it's the Montreal Canadian up top on, as the as the soldier up there, and he's like, mind your business, because <laughs> everybody's like, wait, why are the Canadians this far in? Uh, I think it's been crazy. I mean, they beat obviously they beat the Maple Leafs, which is more of the Maple Leafs beating themselves in the first round of the playoffs. They do it every year. So, uh, but then they won the next the next series and they beat the Vegas Golden Knights, which is not a bad team or anything so it was yeah but their their goalie shot himself i mean he gave up in game two flurry gave away one of the weakest goals he was just trying to to he couldn't make up his mind whether he was going to ice it or get on it and he just he pretty much knocked it back into his own goal and you could tell after that the golden knights were just discombobulated that's that's funny but anyway to to go back to the question paul is you know, do you tempt fate or anything like that? No, you, you win because you don't know how hard it's going to be. What if you tank and one of your guys is coming off the ice and sprains his knee? Now, now your backup's in there and it throws off the whole mojo of your, you know, your first line. And then your power play is not like, you know, something could happen. Your goalies, you, you don't want to lose the focus. You win it. And guess what? When you get back to your hometown, that's what a parade's for, right? So everybody can still celebrate together. Um, you know, only, what, 25,000 fans are going to be able to celebrate you bring it back. You bring back the Stanley Cup. You have a parade. That's what it's for. You don't you don't risk not winning it because you want to win it at home, quote unquote. You you just don't you don't risk it. Plus, what what happens if they? Let's just say I'm just throwing this out there because of what we just had with the pandemic. What if you have another situation where you don't win the game and you're traveling back, and the day you travel back, there's another pandemic and they suspend the season. Now you're playing a year later, maybe. Wow, they just what a downer, no Nate. Wow. Don't, don't risk it. Man, I saying, thought Ernest was it. the downer. You win it, and you win it now. You win it now. You don't risk it. Oh, my God. You realize, you do realize a team has come back from 3-0 in Stanley Cup Finals, and it was the Montreal Canadiens. There you go. Ooh. It was 1942, it. but uh, it was a little while ago. Right. Still, you don't risk it. You don't risk it. You win it. You don't leave it out there. No, you know, it's, it's hard to tank in a physical sport like football or hockey. That's, that's more mm-hmm. than something you do in basketball or baseball. Mm. All right. Speaking Thank of you. baseball, there's a superstition or sort of a fun thing that the Braves are doing that when they have a great hit or something, they run at the end of the dugout and put on the panda head. Do you like that type of fun stuff or like a? It's sort of superstitious, but sort of fun. Do you like that, Ernest? You no. Know, you know why they do it, don't you? Because they have the panda on the team. Yes, yes, Sandoval. Yeah. Uh, that goofy stuff's all right. I mean, other teams do things similar like that. Uh, the Red Sox, when a guy hits a home run, they put him in a shopping cart and push him down the dugout and give him a, a brief little trip and everything. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not showing up. I mean, if you're going to get upset about bat flips, I guess you'll get upset about that. It's just part of the sport. Yeah, just ease off a little bit. You know, it's not 1945. 
baseball. You're, you're this younger audience. It's okay. It ain't helping the Braves. They've got a losing record, but that's a neat little thing. I like it. Which leads us now to talk with our last several minutes here about the All Star Game for Major League Baseball. For the first time any ever, we have a player that's taking two roster spots, if you may say it that way. Lineup. Um, you have a pitcher from the Angels, Shatani, who's going to take a pitcher and a hitter spot. And I said his name wrong. What, what, what's wrong with me tonight? Too much coffee. All right, Trevor, what do you think about it? Should he have taken two spots in the lineup, and are you buying into the hype? It's, yeah. it's, tra- it's Travis, not Trevor, but go ahead. See, I'm, I'm, Tra- see I really am <laughs> having a hard What am I drinking thing. here? Oh, yeah, okay. I, that's the wrong bottle. Sorry, guys. But, uh, oh, go ahead, yeah, Travis. Hey, he, he earned it. Take it, take it. You know, um, just hearing you guys chat about who he is as a pitcher and a and an awesome batter um, over the past, you know, little weekend, then watching ESPN, some up, hey, he, he should do it. You know, it's just it's his time to shine. He earned a spot on the all-star team. Um, so that's, that's new to me. Like you said, Paul, taking two spots, you know, he can play in the field as a pitcher, but also a, a batter that have different spots there on the roster for that as well. Yeah. That's something new. Nate, before Ernest rants yeah. on this for 10 minutes, Nate, you have any opinions on this? I mean, why not? I mean, I don't know. He's just caring just, about the Suns, folks. Forget everything I, I, else. There's nothing else. The Suns is it for Nate. Nate's done. I mean, why not? He could do both. Why not? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's really cool. If I could do that, I'd, I'd do it. It's like if that pitcher that can pitch right-handed and left-handed gets to come into a game. Like, why not? I mean, it's it's really hard to be a major league pitcher. It's really hard to be a major league hitter. He gets to do both. Why not? It's not like we're saying, uh, he's an average pitcher. He's an average hitter. Now we're just going to put him in there just for fun. Like he's earned it. He's a really good pitcher and he's a really good hitter. What's what's the problem? Why would you not put him in? He gets to play play both. Now does he play, you know, as a pitcher and then he gets to bat as a pitcher and then he also gets to bat as a position player or the DH? I mean. How do you how do you do that? Because now you got the DH involved, right? Because it's is it an Anna, MLB Atlanta? I mean, I'm sorry, Atlanta, Colorado, 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 Colorado. There's no DH. There's no DH, so that makes it a little easier. He can, he yeah. can hit, but and he he's never. I mean, he's played outfield yeah. when he was in Japan, but historically he's a DH. So, but he could pitch, and then that could be his pitcher spot. So if you're, you know, if you're the manager, that's easy, right? Because usually you always sub out the pitcher spot in the all-star game and that's yeah. the end of the night for the pitcher he can actually pitch a couple innings and they could make sure it's when um you know the pitcher spots up so why not plus i mean how often do you have the nine hitter with power that's pretty cool so Ernest, you know i lost my interest in the all-star game when bud seelig ran out of pitchers uh <laughs> This this game, they're always doing things to hype it. You know, Fox loves to do it, but let's face it, we usually watch the first couple innings, and usually, unless we have a player of particular interest, like for me, it's Acuna and and, and Freeman and Aviles, but we kind of tune out for the end of it. I mean, it's just not with interleague play, it's just not that big a deal anymore. I mean, yeah, let him bat. I let him. Then bet five times and it breaks up the ratings. I mean, uh, it's it's like the home run derby. I have minimal interest. I'd rather see a real game that counts, that means interest. Uh, I'll probably be watching Olympic previews at that time. I'll catch the first couple innings, but yeah. And it depends on his pitching schedule because if he pitches on Saturday or or Sunday before the All Star game on Monday. The, the the angels are not going to let him step on the field. They're not going to risk him because they're they're trying to get a wild card. Ooh, that would be bad because I think he was supposed to be in the home run hitting derby too. So uh, you're right. MLB is trying to do anything they can to get attention. And like you guys, I've been watching them check all the pitchers the last week or so, and now they seem they they're going to slow that down some. And I think they've only caught one pitcher through this whole deal. It's, Pretty remarkable, and the hitting has gone up, so maybe they're correcting baseball. Anyways, well, the, the one thing, one good thing about the home run derby is Trey Mancini's participating from the Orioles, and a lot of people don't realize he had to miss all of last year for abdominal cancer, and he's come back. He's clean now. But it's a great little story, and it's one of those things that baseball should be promoting, but 
Did any of you three know about Mancini beating cancer and coming back and playing in the major leagues this year? No. To be honest, I didn't know anything about any Orioles player. Oh, so, yeah. That, uh, but this is this is something. Well, they're so bad, you really don't. I mean, it's instead we hear the bad news, like about the Dodgers pitcher, and, and we hear stuff like that instead of the uplifting stories that that that. And I, and again, baseball shoots itself in the foot all the time when it comes to PR. All right, we have three co-hosts tonight, so we're going to go around and give everyone a last couple good minutes and i'll try to say him by the right name all right uh nate moyer you got a few words besides sons is this a sun free last few minutes or are you going to talk about the sons one more time probably gonna talk about the sons okay go ahead hard hard not be excited by this it's uh it's it's like your team i mean i've i've grown up like in the you know the notre dame and they won a championship but this is this is a championship that i've always wanted since i was a little kid as the sun's nba finals championship so you know hopefully we'll just play just play hard that's all i'd ask for play hard don't give up and you know if we come out at the end of this with the championship i'm gonna be so excited i could in, in theory die happy uh, at this point party so, at nate's if they um, win party at nate's if, I think the only thing that would make it disappointing is the fact that I don't live in Arizona, that I could go to the parade with my kids. Um, that would be the coolest thing ever. Cause I remember going to 1993 when they lost the finals, but we still were so proud of our team. Um, y- you would have thought we won it because of the size of our parade. It was huge. If you ever get bored, you can Google that 1993 sun's parade. Um, and I'm just telling you right now, if they can win that, that's, that's going to be so exciting. I'm going to max out credit card on championship stuff. Um, but anyway, Go Suns! If you're uh, if you're listening and you, you're not sure who to pick in this finals, just remember the Suns have never won a championship. So, so root for them if you can. All right, Ernest, what do you got? It's hard for me to root for a hated rival, <laughs> but I feel bad for the NC State uh, College World Series baseball team. Uh, mm-hmm. They beat Vanderbilt. Um, they actually lost only one game. They were getting ready to play Vanderbilt in the rubber match to face. Mississippi State would win the championship in the overall championship game. First game, second game against Vanderbilt, they were down to 10 roster players because of, yes, we promised you we wouldn't mention this word, but we have to, COVID, because of the Delta variant. And when it came for the second game, the elimination game, they were down to eight players who had not tested positive. And it's, you know, if you play in competitive sports and you play until you lose, but they have a very special season. NC State had not been in the College World Series since 1968. For those seniors and those juniors and sophomores, may not get a chance again. It was horrible to have those, not because they were beaten, but because of this virus, an opportunity to have a special season. So I feel bad for the Wolfpack. And that, as a Tar Heel, that's hard to get that emotion out of me, but uh, I have some sympathy there. You should mention, too, that they had to forfeit the game because they only had eight players, right? Yeah, they had to forfeit. Uh, they were probably favorites because Vanderbilt had played, uh, pitched their two best pitchers, which was uh, Al Leiter's son and Tracy Rocker's son, who would be the first two picks in the MLB draft. So if a normal team, healthy team, they'd already beaten Vanderbilt already. They probably would have had a shot against Mississippi State. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that is really tough breaks. I thought you were going to say you felt sorry for the Duke Blue Devils, and said, no, that could never happen. So no, NC State no makes a little better that. sense for me. All right. We're going to go to Travis. What do you got? Hey, hey, hey. Um, it's been a great 4th of July weekend holiday, and I'm proud to be American. You know, and, you know, it's, it's been a really good weekend, and I'm just thankful for, for you guys that we can, you know, there's a lot of division in the country at times over different things, but, you know, food, sports, you know, and just um, things unite us as this group, Pardon the Confusion podcast. But uh, but we we got a lot of blessings and thanks uh, things to be thankful for. So one one thing I've been kind of working on the background for you, Nate, and uh, to to unite all of our Pardon the Confusion fans is I start a petition on Change.org, and if we get a thousand people to sign this petition we're going to send this to your boss nate so you can come in at 10 o'clock um <laughs> the next two weeks and uh so everybody visit that petition 
Um, change.org. I'm just kidding. But uh, Nate, if they win the championship, I, I don't have to come in the next day at all, right? Right. 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 So we'll we'll send that. Uh, send Paul your email uh, and your employer's email. We'll send that over to your employer. So streaking uh, running down the streets of Trumbull, Connecticut, ooh. one in the morning. <laughs> Nobody will be able to fine. Nobody's going to understand what's that idiot outside for. Don't worry, bud. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll turn that into a, a meme, right? That'd be great. We'll see that. Uh, yeah, but I've enjoyed it tonight, guys. Let's go Suns, right? Yeah, I agree. Let's go Suns. Uh, happy Nate is a, a better Nate, I would say. I think his <laughs> wife would agree as well. Um, a little seriousness. It just happened in our practically our backyard here in Detroit. Uh, the Blue Jackets practically rookie goalie, and it's hard to say his last name, Knivlex, um, died from a fireworks uh, accident. He was in a hot tub, just minding his own business, and we received word, or we saw a news report that he died when he fell and hit his head, and they came back and revised it. And somebody around the corner near the lake was trying to set up a big mortar of firework, and when they lit it, it tipped over on its side and fired right into his chest, and he died that way. I mean, it's like something you'd see out of a movie. And this guy was 24 years old, had everything to go from. He was at a wedding at um, Legacy. This guy used to play goalie for the Red Wings, who's now coached down at the Blue Jackets for their goalies, Manny Legacy's house, for this great event. And in one second, everything changed. Um, we have a newscaster here uh, in Detroit who does the weather, and he was out in Iowa and lost his eye because he wasn't being careful with a firework. Um, you just hear about it all the time. I know one of our guys put out a meme about uh, um, a former New York Giant <laughs> lineman yeah, who also lost a finger. Just saying, Just uh, I know it's 4th of July is already over. Just be smart out there, like they used to say. So for... Nate Moyer for Ernest Watts and Travis Gear. This is Paul Arnold. You can get in touch with me if you have comments, questions, concerns, critiques. Uh, GoBlueArnold at gmail.com. And you can listen to us on sportscountry.net where Gene Gums has a great lineup. So for all these guys, have a great night.